well, I think I think it's good if we get the like groans of despair in to like set the mood. Call, oh my god, yes. dude. All right. Just, uh, I, I love to work a full shift at the podcast factory. I feel like I'm fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs> welcome uh, to w- welcome to our double shift at the podcast factory, where our one podcast took much longer than we expected. Man, we we got to get a union or something. I I truly was not expecting. Who's the podcast boss? Two hours and fifty minutes. <laughs> If you're yeah. not subscribed to the Patreon at this point, just go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what if people what if people don't want to subscribe on the basis that they're gonna feel obligated to listen to three hours of our bullshit? You should feel obligated. I put a lot of work into that. that that's true. We did put in a lot of work. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> so welcome to Well, there's your problem. A podcast about engineering disasters. With slides, which is, uh, which is a disaster in and of it, itself. It is mm-hmm. in and of itself a disaster. Yes. A, a very long-running podcast. Yes. Yeah, this is our twenty-fifth. Uh, this is our twenty-fifth episode special. Yes. I meant in runtime, but that too. Oh god, yeah. So, oh, so long. I'm Justin Rosniak. <laughs> I'm I'm the person who's talking right now. I have a civil engineering degree, so I can talk about engineering stuff. Uh, my <laughs> pronouns are he and him. Um, I'm. Yes. Oh, you're done? Yeah, okay. I am done. Uh, Alice Caldwell <laughs> Kelly, my pronouns are she and her. I am the person talking now, and I don't I don't have shit, man, except another podcast called Trash Future and like an incipient dropping out from a law degree. The college is dumb. Listen to our bonus mm. episode if you want to hear about how dumb it is. That's right. Uh, I am Liam Anderson. I am at Old Man Anderson, uh, except uh the, that that other O is a zero. Um, on Twitter, my pronouns are he and him, uh, and I have a mathematics degree and an economics degree from Rutgers University, the State University of New Jersey. And in case you're wondering why I sound like I'm on the verge of death, it's because I've been talking nonstop for three hours. <laughs> Every time... Yeah, every time I get done streaming or recording or something, I have like a full body tiredness, and I'm like, what the fuck, I didn't do any work, because my brain thinks that work is only when you hit stuff with a hammer, and so I like, I'll be like, why am I exhausted after merely performing for seven hours? You know what I've found is that podcasting is still easier than a Zoom meeting. Like, a Zoom meeting mm. will wear me out in about 25 minutes. Well, none <laughs> of us are wearing pants, also, is the thing. Ah... Uh... Roz was last I saw him. Yeah, I was wearing pants. Act. I am still wearing pants, <laughs> L- lumbering towards the recording room like a Bigfoot footage thing. Oh god! All right, so what we're looking on the screen here is a bunch of rusty chemical plant equipment, right? Hmm. You discuss it's been abandoned for a while, and that's on Why account has it of the, been abandoned. It's been abandoned for a while because you know, they can't sell it because it was built so crappily, right? <laughs> Outsourcing works, and that's because today. For our twenty-fifth episode anniversary, been at this for almost six months now. Holy shit! We mm. are going to talk about the worst industrial accident in modern history. Yeah, been threatening we with it. We are going to talk about the Bhopal disaster, and yeah, this has been very much fan requested. Oh yeah, uh, because the, 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 the hogs, <laughs> the fans are masochists, right? They want to like hear the thing that will give them depression, and boy, are we gonna give you depression! Oh like, yeah, consider consider this your content warning for 
everything. Everything. Is the, yes. The this yeah. is this is gonna like this is gonna stick in your head for like a, at least a week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, even more so than the other stuff we covered. I mean, this is truly horrific mm -hmm, and gruesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is this is like a few seconds. This is pure fucking evil. Oh yeah. For decades. Absolutely. But worst of all, I'm gonna teach you all some organic chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Of just no noping out, pulling the ripcord. You know, I I specifically didn't go to med school, despite that my parents pleased that. Why don't you go to college and become a doctor? And now I have to fucking learn it anyway. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, organic chemistry. It'll get you. Oh, also, uh, just so you know, because of tw not to do Twitter review, but because we discovered a species of Twitter person called the intersectional landlord, uh, we all got cancelled. And like lost a thousand followers and shit like no, that no, no, because no, no, we're taking that out. We're not acknowledging that. Okay, fine. That's true. <laughs> fine. I I would like to acknowledge nothing. Uh, yeah, but we're but we probably we probably are because uh of the of of Alice switching the the goddamn news intro. <laughs> That's true. We have to acknowledge it somehow. Oh yeah, we'll do that part. Yeah, yeah. play yeah. the east is red as loud as you can. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. So anyway, we have to we have to start with our usual segment. Our new yeah, without usual, usual segment, jingle. The goddamn news. More. I want more. <laughs> oh, you want more? You want more? I've become so powerful now that I have a button that plays the East is Red at maximum volume, and just a hand at any time I want. Look, we just recorded a three-hour bonus episode. We should keep this a little bit brisk. Anyway, so... <laughs> so, um, our first piece of news uh, today is... Denver, Colorado, April 21st. Someone didn't call 811 before they dug. This is why you should listen to our <laughs> fucking podcasts about digging into shit. It's so easy, guys. You call a phone number and you're like, hey man, am I going to hit something? And they say, yeah, oh, no, probably, probably don't dig there. Ah, fuck it. Fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, but what did they hit this time? They hit 811's fiber line and took out 811 <laughs> for the entire city of Denver. <laughs> Denver, Denver, there's something, maybe it's just like the, the shit wind wafting in from Greeley, but there's something weird in Denver. Like, it, it's the same city that gave us the FBI agent doing a backflip, his gun falling out, and like, it shooting a dude in the leg. And ever since I saw that story, I was like, yeah, no, that's a, that's a fucked city, like, in <laughs> Denver, terms of vibes. Denver is weird, because Denver... The city is just like an enormous suburb hell, mm. uh, and the people who live there are actually relatively cool. And then entirely surrounding Denver are reactionary chuds, just yep. in any direction. Weld County, which tried to secede in twenty eleven. Yeah, that's uh, it, I forgot. Yeah, well, they're, they're reopening now in defiance of uh, Jared Polis's um, shelter Mark. in place order. So we'll see how that works out for them. They're also unique in that you know a lot of ur urban renewal schemes were pretty piecemeal. Um, Denver actually demolished their entire downtown, except for one building in the 60s mm. for redevelopment. Um, every single building came down. It was, it, it was dumb. You shouldn't do that. 
Um, anyway, <laughs> missing out on a historic like warehouse district right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll talk about the Jobbers Canyon historic district. I'm sure at some point in the future. Um, that was Omaha. Uh, anyway, so our next piece of news. So as Trump said something offhand about injecting disinfectant. Or sunlights, or UV lights. Just fucking, just yeah. stick one of those blue restaurant bug zapping lights up your asshole, and uh, it'll it'll kill the wasn't coronavirus. There, wasn't there an Instagram influencer who talked about like oh yeah, sunlight up her butthole? So I assume no. Trump is one of those guys who has a yeah. you know a horny Instagram. I don't with think no she followers. was putting stuff actually up her asshole. But I think she was just, just like fun, right. Yeah, it, it was just like she was exposing her asshole to Earth's yellow sun in order to gain powers. I'm uh, goatseeing the stars! <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is about the best message humanity can hope to send the universe. It's just like, just like a bleached... Yeah, just a bleached asshole. Just gaped into the future. This is this has been very uh, this has been an interesting story to follow so far because oh, yeah. like Trump got this idea from somewhere that you can inject. I think he just got it from literally he got it from while well, he there's video of him getting the idea where he's waiting to go on stage and he's looking at the banners that are like how to like kill the virus on surfaces that are like man you can kill this thing with bleach or even just sunlight with time and you can see him putting it together and being like. Man, why has nobody thought of this? What if you just put the bleach in the thing? What I was thinking is he somehow got a message from the, um, the, um, so anti-vaxxers are the tip of the iceberg. Hmm. Right? There's a whole community out there of people who advocate drinking bleach. Yeah, chelation, miracle, they call it. Miracle cure, cure yes. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's one of the, like, one of the things that you're, that the, they recommend it most heavily as a way of making your kid not be autistic anymore, and I guarantee you that your kid will not be autistic. They also just won't be alive. Yes. Yeah, uh, exactly. They, yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, a they're... lot of people end up doing this shit, mm -hmm. and like, I've seen, you know, well, he didn't mean it literally, da, 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 da. like, even if he fucking didn't, don't ever, th like, that should not be ambiguous. I shouldn't have to ask, do the President of the United States tell us to inject bleach? Yeah. It's so okay. funny, though, that for a while, before they were bullied into changing it, the New York Times ran with, uh, like, Trump's, uh, like, Trump's comments, controversial with experts. Like, they were really gonna try on both sides injecting bleach up your asshole. Most experts do not think you should inject or yeah, drink bleach. Four out of but, five dentists. But <laughs> from our from our correspondents uh, at freedomeagle.biz, um, <laughs> QAnon signaled that it was very safe. Um, yeah, buy but, gold, buy gold, buy gold, buy gold, buy Bitcoin, gold. Bitcoin and gold, the two mm. safest investments. <laughs> um, I just, I, I do want to say. Do not inject yourself with bleach, no. and also do not let your parents on Facebook groups which encourage drinking or injecting bleach. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, you right? gotta put the like the child locks on your computer for like your older relatives. They're called parental point. controls for a reason. 
So and they controlled the parents. parents. <laughs> he did the V-chip on his parents so they couldn't watch Fox News anymore because he was sick of hearing it. <laughs> and in addition, don't inject or drink ammonia or Lysol. No, and don't. and don't 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 do any of his like hydroxychloroquine or like risperavir or any of the other like bullshit like folk medicine cures. Although there is one that is extremely funny that they've been trying in California and New York, which is just fucking transgending the shit out of everybody because yes. women die slightly less. Oh shit! I got to do the like the short <laughs> East is red again. Yes. Oh, this is my dream. It's just the East is red blares as we like fucking trans everybody. Forced feminization is here. Is yeah, it an finally. effective COVID nineteen treatment? We shall <laughs> Who find gives out. A shit? We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you, you may still guy. die. You may still die, but you will be much hotter. So it's impossible yeah. to say whether it's good or not. Look, I you know, if I have to be trans. To survive the virus, <laughs> whatever. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like the, the insulting, the insulting thing, right? Like, is genuinely that, like, uh, estradiol patches and, uh, like, fuck, what's the other one? Um, spironolactone. There's always a supply chain shortage of these things, and like, it's always incredibly difficult to get them prescribed. If you are trans, unless you're just like a dude who has coronavirus, and then you can just slap a bunch of them on, like smoking cessation patches, and see what <laughs> happens. That's the funniest shit to me. Is just dudes being like, "Yeah, no, I'll, I'll fuck it. I'll try it." Give me the tits pill. Look, am I a man? Am I a woman? I don't care. I just want to grill. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the future is here. Everyone will be trans. That's right. Everybody will be trans and also like injecting bleach into themselves. It's it's taken a weird turn here in 2020. Here. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is not the turn I expected. Alright. So that those three things are the goddamn news. I'm never bringing back the old news jingle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting to this one now. Alright. We're going to talk about Bhopal. So an yeah. important thing to remember about Bhopal is that it's not an industrial accident. No. It's a city. Yes. Yes. Where people live. Right? Mm -hmm. And and still do. Not like Pripyat or some do, shit. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It's still there. Um, founded in the 11th century, named for King uh, Boja, Boja of Malwa. Mm -hmm. This is a cool-ass statue. Yeah, it's a cool statue. This is him yeah. right here. He's got like a cool sword and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Got very pointy shoes. You got yes. a, a big mustaches. Yeah. I mean, Bhopal now has a city has a population of 1.8 million, which is larger than Whoa. Philly. So yeah. Like twice the size of Glasgow. Yeah. Big place. Um and you know, it's the city of lakes, is what this sign says, or welcome to mm. the city of lakes. They've got oh, their. It's 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 beautiful. Like I I don't want to like I I I see what we're doing here, right? We're not like we're we're trying to lend some texture to this and not just like portray the people here as like uh sort of like dolls to be moved around in some sort of right, industrial exactly. accident poor, thing. Poor living in they're all living in poor destitute slums. No, it's like an actual place. 
it's not, it's not like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to. That's one of the worst things I think. I'm like any coverage of these disasters is always just like, whether in pop culture too, because like Homeland fucking did it, or they showed mm, the main yeah. street of Beirut being just this Hunter desolate shithole. Yeah, like, yeah, Hunter Street. It's just like, nope, it's a real city. There's like a Starbucks there. Yeah, it's like yes. a boulevard. It looks nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And it's not that it's not even like we're going in the opposite direction of being like slums do not exist or like people only matter if they have a Starbucks. It's just to say that it it is like the the texture of human life, right? It it exists in all of these things. Like you have to you have to have a holistic approach to this and you have to be like, "Huh, that's a place where people are from and they, you know, they live there and do stuff there and it's it's more complicated than just this sort of background setting it's for not something just, terrible." Oh, bad company did bad thing. Like, no, no bad yeah. company did extraordinarily evil thing to a city the size of Philadelphia and 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 more or less had no consequence. Not no <laughs> consequences obviously, but one thing I did notice is I looked at another image of this sign head on, and I was amazed at how similar this looks to the Trenton makes the, the Trenton world sign. takes. Yeah, yeah. even <laughs> rhymes. Tr Trenton welcome makes to the city the world of lakes. lakes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Bhopal is home to India's largest mosque. Wow. Um, this is Taj ul Masjid. Masjid. Excuse me. Hmm. Built from eight. <laughs> 1844 to 1985. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it took him a bit of time to finish it. Yeah, it's still, still working we'll on it a there. bit there. We'll get there. Yeah, a little bit of scaffolding up here, yeah. It's gotta, you, gotta be, you gotta be kind of finicky with the like, details, yeah. Also, its, it's name is just, is just The Big Mosque. I respect the hell out of that. Oh, shit. Uh, that's, I mean, uh, that, that's great. It's yeah, pretty big, Absolutely. yeah. I like that a lot. Um, yeah. It also has this... Um, Absolutely wild train station. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just is it, mm. oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah right. So somebody really, really, really likes a colonnade. Yeah. Well, it it it's weird because there's this whole like Indian modernist school of architecture, which really derives, I guess, from Le Corbusier in Chandigarh. Um, hmm. which which has a lot of forms like this, uh, but this is this is wild because it's all yeah. you know completely completely. I mean, they're useless arches made of concrete, and it's like it's great. I, I love I, it. I I like <laughs> that this train station, and I mean this with the highest degree of respect, looks like my worst nightmare of an Atlantic City like Wildwood Beach Motel. <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it looks it. like it looks like doing like. Did you ever have to do like cursive practice in school? It looks like that. <laughs> Just do to do a sheet full of M's. This is uh, this is Bhopal Habib Ganj, right? You can see mm. it's written here. We're going to talk about a different train station later. That's Bhopal Junction, uh, which is closer to where the incident occurred. Um, which is the incident? Is Four point yeah. three miles away. In case anyone's curious. Yes. So, uh, yeah, they got a cool train station. I like it a lot. It's great. Yeah. Um, but it has you know, two, dude, it has two hundred daily trains. Good lord! Fuck! Oh, yeah. You know the you know the shittiest thing about Indian railways is how good they are. Is that like English people, British people, actually, 
continue to take credit for that. Like that's that's our thing of where we have to do like an apology for Empire and the Raj is just we'll be like, oh well, we gave them the railways, and it's like, dude, we we. I mean, you personally haven't done shit, but we, whatever that means, haven't been there in 70 years. In that time, the population of India has exponentially grown, and the railways still fucking work, so who's doing the real hard work there? And the other thing about, like, Indian railways, I, I don't know if you ever watch Indian railway YouTube videos, they're always fun to watch. Oh yeah. Fuck is, <laughs> is It's not so much the speed of the trains that's impressive. Hmm. Frequency. It's the violence of the speed. Yeah. yeah. There's they, absolutely, like, there's no, like, <laughs> oh, you apply a touch of power, it is run eight to yeah, nothing. You, yes, you, you are going, you are going, there's, like, dust and wind, you're, like, going, you're not even going, like, super fast, like, you know, a, a, a Japanese Shinkansen or a TGV or something, you're going 120 miles an hour, maybe, but, like, the mm -hmm. violence of the speed because this is just an ordinary train that's going that fast. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 difficult because everything is so heavy and going so fast. <laughs> mhm. Mm and like you you'll go like because of like zoning being more of a vibe actually, you'll just go through a market that like moves around the train tracks when a train goes through. That's cool as hell to me. That uh, is not India. That is no, there's there's definitely I know I know the one you're thinking of, and oh. like that was what I had in mind too. But it is also a thing that happens in India. Ah, I hope they don't go through at 120 miles an hour. That sounds dangerous. <laughs> yeah, we'll no. go. Excuse me, coming through. I would like some oranges. Excuse me, coming through. I would like some oranges. <laughs> Just blaring Just like, the horn. I, I think I think the I think the one that we're both thinking of is Southeast Asia. I think it's yeah. like I don't know Indonesia maybe. I was thinking the Philippines, but I don't think that's it. Yeah, the Philippines mm. has some weird railroad stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, they do. But mm. the point of this is, well, Paul, it's a city where people live to this day. Mm -hmm. It's a big place. Yeah. There's lots of different people who live there. Uh, it's not like a huge third world, like everyone lives in squalor slum. And it wasn't at the time of the Bhopal disaster. It is a place where people, yeah. it's, it's, it's a city. Just pick, it's, it's a pick, real place. <laughs> pick a place at random, right? Like, if, if you take one thing from this, it is that to, in order to not orientalize this, you have to be like, like, throw a dart and be like, near a city with two million people in it. Like, fucking, I don't know, Abilene, Texas, right? Mm -hmm. and that, that, that's the vibe here, right? Disasters happen to real people in real places. <laughs> mm -hmm. We're not. We are trying to do a curative to the Mataglazius thing of different places have different safety standards. Oh and my that's fucking okay. god! Suck a dick, Matt. Get paid way too much fucking money to be that fucking stupid. <laughs> the, the lives of the people who live in Bhopal have equal value to yours or mine or anyone else's, and it's insane that that's something that we need to state up front and spend like 20 minutes doing it, but we do. We clearly do. So that's what we're doing. Yes. So, this is a 900-year-old city. It's older than like any of your, uh, you know, any American city. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> Mexico City, but well, they jump out. Yeah, anyway. Well, yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, furthermore, uh, now that we've established that, we need to ask, what are insecticides? Oh, boy. Mm. Insecticide, this is an old-timey insecticide, this, uh, uh, pump doohickey, right? 
where they got to like mix the two chemicals as they come out of the can. So an insecticide is a, a substance which is designed to kill insects and nothing else, ideally. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you can just, you, could, you can bathe in it and you should be fine. Hopefully. <laughs> so mm-hmm. most yep. famous, of course, is DDT, which is very safe to everything except bald eagles. Also a lot of other kinds of birds. Um, yeah, but basically, Rachel Carson wrote this book called Silent Spring, uh, which is about how DDT was killing all of the birds, and the world lurched in like one of the biggest coordinated environmental policy changes until CFCs from spraying DDT on everything. Like in like parts of the south, trucks would go by in summer and just kill all of the mosquitoes as like a, a malaria preventative. Uh, to just uh, uh, using it very sparingly, if at all, it does. It does uh, probably cause cancer, and I think it might cause birth defects. Mm-hmm. And also, my grandmother, God rest her soul, uh, continued to use it well after other people had stopped. Yeah, that uh, rules. Uh, yeah, my grandmother it was just like, that's eh, fine. I don't care. <laughs> it <laughs> works. Death, death insects. Yeah, exactly. She had already been done giving birth, yeah. like... But, but si- si- Silent Spring was the real driver, and literally the only, like, the big thing that made a difference was it kills the shit out of birds. Uh, which and is, that, that was enough to swing it. And that's why it's banned in most places now. I believe mm-hmm. a lot of areas considered developing nations, you can still use it. Because it's very cheap and very effective at killing insects. And also birds. Um, yes. <laughs> but your ideal insecticide, right, kills the bad bugs and also leaves the good bugs alone, right? Like bees. You shouldn't be killing mm-hmm. bees, usually. I mean, certainly, like, I don't want any bees near me because they might sting me, and I don't like that. But, like, yeah. you know, you want bees near plants, right? And the other ideal thing is your insecticide doesn't murder people or animals if they consume it, right? Because mm-hmm. you use it on crops to prevent the bad insects from getting there. Yeah, fun, fun fact, one of the most common methods of suicide in rural India is uh, like either fertilizer or insecticide ingestion. You want to kill yourself and you just fucking you, you drink the bad thing. You drink the forbidden soda. Oh, God. I know it's it's really grim. Like, I, 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 of, of hmm. not not what I would pick if I'm being honest. It sounds like a very unpleasant way to go because I assume it wouldn't oh, yeah. be especially quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, no, but it's I, I I guess it's it's because you have this thing that is very clearly marked as being lethal or lethally dangerous. It's it's like it's like having a gun in the house. I guess it's like you have the temptation, uh, mm, and that it's yeah. like that that keeps. Like seems to make the difference to like impulsive suicide. It does. I mean, statistically, it does. When uh, when most people like when it became basically difficult to you know be not to be too grim, but literally stick your head in the oven to kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, suicides drop. Like you know when you have easy access to it, you know mm-hmm. you can kind of fill in the blank there. Yeah. So rural India, gigantic access to extremely deadly chemicals as a consequence of. Uh, rapid, rapid growth in farming, and also chemical corporations. Yes. So, uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Uh, and but one such insecticide, more modern one, 
well, not that modern, um, mm. but which doesn't really harm people so much, as long as it's inject ingested in small quantities. You know, <laughs> do, do, do not inject this. Do not inject this. Much like much bleach. like bleach. So this mm. is something called carbaryl, right? Mm. All right. Here's the part that's going to terrify everyone. We're going to talk about organic chemistry. Oh, right? oh fuck. So, carbaryl, also known as 1-naphthal-methylcarbamate, right? I see some benzenes in there. Yes, there are two benzenes right here, right? Two benzenes. Now, two, two benzenes, yeah, two benzenes welded together is actually much less toxic than one benzene. Hmm. That's a naphthalene, right? Mm -hmm. So now this is one naphthal, right? Which means there is something else welded into the one slot on the naphthalene, which in this case is an oxygen atom, right? So C10H7, otherwise this would be eight. Here's the O, right? Okay, the O is here, or here is red. Right, and that O is then bonded to a C, which we don't talk about because this is organic chemistry. The C <laughs> is implied, right? <laughs> okay, you can see, like right here, there's not even anything there. It's just like, hey, yeah, it's a C. The mm. C is double bonded to an O. That's why it's in parentheses, right? So, okay. This, that, that is, you know, your one naphthal, and then this whole assembly here is the carbamate, right? And the carbamate is composed of the carbon, the double bonded O, the O, and then this right here is called an anime. <laughs> no, no, it isn't. Yeah, no, it's called an amine. Mm. Switch the M and the N. This is a secondary amine because it only has one <laughs> Get hydrogen. Those on crunchy roll. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's only one hydrogen attached to it. If there were two hydrogens attached to it, that would be a regular amine or primary amine. Um, and then at the top here is your carbon with three hydrogens attached to it. That is called a methyl, right? Yeah, so, penti. Yes. <laughs> so you have a you have one naphthal methyl carbamate right organic mm. chemistry you know it now flashing back to like double award science and having to like try to figure out what the fuck a mole is you're telling me that a mole made this molecule it was like cool uh, yes <laughs> avogadro the mole <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I let's that. let's balance some equations, guys. It'll be fun. Here's a forty-page worksheet where you're gonna balance some I love equations. To Redox. Boom! You've done chemistry too now. For some reason, that makes you educated because you can balance equations. The most arbitrary exercise you can give anyone. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> this is it, it. Is like teaching math by being like, here's a long list, a long page of like 
small numbers to add together. Wow, like, I have to memorize how to use a bomb calorimeter. No, if I got to use a bomb calorimeter, calor- <laughs> I'm going to read the instructions on the box. You fuckers. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I fucking hated chemistry. Anyway, so this is... I took ecology instead, and all I learned was... All about the native fishes of Pennsylvania. And my my ecology teacher was like also in the Coast Guard reserves. So sometimes he would just get calls. It was so weird because like, this gross. dude oh, this dude knew everything there was to know about Shad in the Susquehanna and would just uh. talk endlessly about like, yeah, like here's how like Here's how, like, the Piedmont Plateau in Pennsylvania established, like, you know, defines wildlife in the area. And if you go up to Franklin County, you know, you'll maybe see this. But the best fishing, and just, I mean, hours. Can I, I can did. I interest you in my science elective, human anatomy, or uh, would you like to draw several billion extremely complicated flowcharts of how your body falls apart? Yeah, I think human anatomy should just be called digging for spare parts. <laughs> yeah. I, oh my god. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I I joked on Twitter that um the the four humors theory of medicine isn't entirely wrong because internal medicine is mostly just like is the wet stuff in the right place. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> they told me all my bleeding was internal. That's where the blood's supposed to be. <laughs> just ho- holding up my organs to the surgeon, being like, "Can you dust my wets?" Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard Sub 41's Does This Look Infected? Boom, you've now graduated <laughs> medical school. Oh god, I used to listen to that on a CD Walkman walking oh, wow. to school. Yeah, no skip my ass. Oh my god. Alright, so, <laughs> this chemical, Carbaryl, was introduced mm-hmm. by Union Carbide in 1958 under the brand name Seven, right? It's S-E-V-I-N, right? Ugh, it's a very successful... Out. Very successful pesticide, found to be highly toxic to insects and almost not toxic at all to humans. Hmm. Right? Does it oh. kill bees? Eh, don't worry about it. Don't oh, worry okay. about it, yeah. So it's currently <laughs> banned in many countries, including the European Union, and because it's a potential human carcinogen. Andy Rod. But it's very widely used in the United States. <laughs> yeah, no, not not to be not to be a libertarian here, but isn't like almost everything a human carcinogen? Yes, like it's it's just a thing that's attendant with cells d- d- dividing. Like it eat the burger. It does not explain why I can't get the good Canadian toothpaste yeah. in the United States. <laughs> I keep thinking right about Joe Biden's big public health policy. Which is we're gonna find a cure for cancer, and then thinking about how if you know any medicine whatsoever, this is like saying we're gonna find a cure for virus, and just I I think about that and I get so angry. Nanobots, uh, handheld proton therapy machines. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And a proton therapy Sir, myself like to every step day. Inside this particle accelerator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was that Russian guy who got shot in the head with a particle accelerator and lived. Yeah, it did proton therapy to him. Yeah, exactly. Now yeah. he doesn't have cancer. Never had brain- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Um, okay, so this gets more complicated. Now, pay attention. This, oh, is the, this is the chemical formula. C10H7. That's the naphthalene. OCON. That is, or H as well, is the carbamate. 
CH3 is the methyl. Now, how do we get this, right? Um, oh my god, I got some beer cans here. I'm blocking my view of the screen. Jesus <laughs> this is what happens when you do two two podcasts in a row. We, um, yeah, we try not to take you kind of behind the game too often, but yeah, I've yeah, got some, the same problem, yeah. actually. Some hashtag <laughs> BTS. I'm just, I'm piling up Coke cans because <laughs> Ramadan, so I'm not drinking, but like... Uh, congratulations. I was trying to cut uh, back, but today is ruining you, that. <laughs> you, you simply have to become Muslim, uh, and then you will like, maybe even if you're not fasting, you will feel bad enough about drinking that you won't touch the crate, the literal crate of beer that you got. I'm considering it. <laughs> well, we're low on beer anyway, so... All right. The easiest way to create this pesticide is to react a chemical called one naphthol, Right. Mm -hmm. One nap. The one thing, is, the harmless thing we yeah. talked about earlier. This is two benzenes welded together, and then there's an and OH. It's insanely is safe, right? Yeah. Like benzene, benzene is like a friend of the show. We know it as the chemical that's extremely bad. Yeah. You stick two of those bitches together, and they're fine. <laughs> yeah. You stick two of them together, they're fine. This is in the one slot, the OH. I believe this is. If you just have this, this is. Um. Oh, this is used in. Antidepressants, I believe. Um, hey, we found the thing that's turning the frogs gay. But I believe if you move this OH to the two slot here, so it becomes two naphthal, then it's highly toxic. Oh, oh. God. that's not so good. Organic chemistry is a bitch. <laughs> yeah. it, it, I, I would simply not move it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Bugs are our friends. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and you react this relatively safe chemical with another chemical, CH3NCO, no. methyl isocyanate, right? Nope, 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 So nope, you got your nope. H3C, that's your methyl, and here's your isocyanate, right? Yeah, I, I, I noticed that. I, I, I don't like the root cyan in chemicals at all. Uh, it, do, it doesn't make me feel happy things. Cyanate is different from cyanide. Really? But they can... Sort of, you know, they're easy to turn in from one to another through various. Yeah, that's why I don't like the root chemical word. reactions. Yeah, no blue chemicals. Absolutely no blue chemicals. That's a NCO as opposed to cyanide, which is HCN, right? Mm. Although yes. there are H's, there are C's, and there are N's in here. <laughs> Just in the mix. It's all about how you switch. It's all how you mix it. You know. Mm. Um. So, but, the thing is, methyl isocyanite is very much not a harmless chemical, right? Um, so for one thing, it reacts vigorously with water, especially at temperatures exceeding 25 degrees Celsius. Um, mm -hmm. It forms other dumb organic chemicals and <laughs> CO2 and heat. Um, the rate of reaction increases with heat. Um, if the, me the, the MIC methyl, I'm going to call it MIC from now on. Mm -hmm. If MIC is in excess, it forms extra bullshit organic chemicals, right? Um, <laughs> it is <laughs> funny how mean organic chemistry seems to be, right? Like, you get into this with the fluorides too, but like, it, it, after a while it starts to take on this kind of aspect of spite, where it's like, why, I know chemically why you're releasing this, but like, why, though? Why are you trying to kill me all the time, organic chemistry? 
There's a there's a very <laughs> small amount of organic chemicals which are very beneficial. There's a very large amount that will kill you in all kinds of exotic and painful ways. Mm. So, MIC is toxic by inhalation, ingestion, and contact in quantities as low as 0.4 parts per million. Exposure symptoms include coughing, chest pain, dyspnea, I, I don't know what that is, asthma. Dys dyspnea is when, when you feel weird. Ah, uh, okay. I've been doing that a lot recently. Uh, irritation yeah. of the mm -hmm. eyes, nose, and throat, as well as skin damage. Higher levels of exposure over 21 parts per million can result in pulmonary or lung ed edema. 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 Um, swelling. Okay. Yeah. Emphysema, hemorrhages, bronchial pneumonia, and death. Yep. Yeah, so this a, is like, uh, 20, 21 parts per million is like, doesn't matter that it's um, like, uh, colorless, odorless, whatever. You just like, you just drop dead, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tests, this is according to the Bhopal Saga, which is my primary source for this, um, a podcast by Ingrid Eckerman. Um, tests on rats turned out to be so terrifying that the company banned publication of their work. Holy fuck. Experiments Jesus. had shown that the almost Christ. instantaneous death of animals exposed to MIC vapors. They destroyed the respiratory system with lightning speed, caused irreversible blindness, and burnt the pigment of the skin. Oh my god. Whoops, we accidentally created, uh, like, uh, just uh, the death chemical. Uh, That's... Not even a Fort Detrick or anything, no, we were just, we, we're, we're fucking around trying to kill mosquitoes, and we, we accidentally created rat hell. Well, you were trying to kill, um... Yeah, that's true. ...certain organisms. Uh, well, so it's very, it's very, very it good at that. that. I suppose. Mm-hmm. So, it is possible to avoid using uh, methyl isocyanate to produce carbaryl, right? And what you need to do is you need to take the component parts of MIC, which are an organic chemical called methylamine, methylalmine, mm -hmm. and harmless phosgene. Oh, uh, not harmless -ish. Yeah, phosgene being the World War I poison gas. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and you react those in a different order with one naphthal, right? Mm. But this is a three-step process as opposed to a one-step process. So it's a little bit more expensive, right? Ah, uh, externalities. Oh, well, there yeah. we go. Yeah, so, I mean, not... like, phosgene's very bad, right? But like a, like a lot of the First World War gases, it's like, it's used there was more psychological uh, than anything else. So it's, it, it's very visible. It has this big, like, heavy, dense clouds right, of right, smoke. Right. Uh, you can kind of, you can see it coming, and like, it, it's actually not very good at killing people either, like a lot of the World War I poison gases. It's also like goofy that like the, um, the World War I chemical weapon process is the safer process. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, anyway, what was Union Carbide? Um, so, Union Carbide was formed in 1917 as the Union Carbide and Carbon Corporation. It was a merger of two previous corporations, which I didn't write mm. down because I'm a moron. They, um, um, they, they, they loved alliteration, as we talked about in the Texas City episode. Yes. Um, that's how people remember your name, right? Um, mm. They started many consumer brands we may be familiar with. Ever Ready and Energizer Batteries, Glad Bags, 
and uh, wraps, right? Those have been mostly divested since this incident for reasons we'll get into. You can see here mm -hmm. we have a ad for Union Carbide Gas. You know, just get a 55-gallon drum to light your house. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, we didn't have electricity back then. Uh, well, we mm. did. This is from the 20s. Um, but not everywhere had electricity. I, 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 I like the, the big white hand pouring chemicals over India. Uh, and the tagline, a hand in things to come. This is, this is a thing called foreshadowing, as I understand it. Yes. Didn't Union Carbide also operate Oak Ridge for like 30 years? Union Carbide was a very diversified company. <laughs> yeah. um, they, they were in propane. I don't know about propane accessories. They, <laughs> was did pest they did pesticides. They did asbestos. They did rocket fuel. They also operated <laughs> Oak Ridge National Laboratory from 1947 to 1984. <laughs> oh, and they cool. killed a bunch of people at uh, Hawk's Nest Tunnel with hmm. uh, silicosis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Also, like all of the asbestos deaths and all the rocket fuel deaths. Um, Price of progress. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Fritz Haber's monster. Remainder of the uh, corporation is now part of Dow Chemical, um, and their remnants mostly manufacture intermediate chemicals that we don't hear about, right? Mm. You know, a lot, a lot yeah. of bullshit, which I assume is extremely toxic, and you don't want to hear about. You, you don't want to know about this shit. Um, no. <laughs> Just uh, you, you, all you want to know is like you see the tanker truck go past, and you see the like the big hazard label, and you think. Huh, that's not one I recognize. I keep not recognizing it. Yeah, I don't want to think about any of that shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me a nuclear power plant over a petrochemical <laughs> plant any day. <laughs> yeah, do, uh, ask me about the oleum nurse story sometime. Oh uh, god. I, yeah. I don't want to know. We'll talk about it um, later. Anyway, so, <laughs> let's talk about Union Carbide India Limited. Right? Hmm. This was owned 50.9% by Union Carbide, 49.1% by Indian investors, right? So, you know, mm -hmm. Union Carbide was making all the decisions here. Um, <laughs> the plant in Bhopal, which is on this site, which you may notice there's nothing on now. Temporarily closed. Temporary, due to coronavirus, <laughs> yes. Um <laughs> So this plant was built in 1969, four years into the Green Revolution. And the Green Revolution was when most of what we would consider the developing world, and you would consider it the developing world back then, it's apparently taking a very long time to develop. Um, mm. They were Weird, huh? Yeah, well, I know, right? It's almost like, you know, there's some kind of, thump, there's something keeping them back, you know? Mm. I don't know what it might be. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is when uh, a lot of modern mechanized farming uh, and agricultural practices were moving their way out. Um, mm. You know, this involves like fertilizer, pesticides, high yield seeds, not GMOs yet technically, but basically GMOs um, and tractors, of course. Um, and this increases agricultural yields, 
you know, if you know Norman Borlaug, um, this is sort of that yeah. that sort of thing. We, we, we do got to have another disclaimer here, which is that we're not Malthusians, right? We don't think that this is a bad thing because it creates more people in developing countries. Uh, more more and, people is good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, yes. not going to tell you to not have kids because no. A, that's against the Lord. B. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just A. No, we're, we're, the thing is, right, we're, we're not doing, uh, we are the virus thing here, right? Like, uh, it's... Da, 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 da. Two no, of us are doing, are not doing that. One of us <laughs> is advocating for voluntary human extinction. But, again, Li yeah. Liam is not... I am not, not attaching my name to that bullshit. <laughs> Look, Li Liam's views do not reflect those of Will, that's your problem. Look, none of us are, none of us are eco-fascists. Liam no. is just an omnicidal maniac. Yes, which well, is yes. different from being eco-fascist. Uh, exactly, because it's not eco-fascism if you believe that everyone should be dead. Mm hmm. Anyway, the point I was trying to make is that uh, the green revolution and like the subsequent population growth are not unsustainable because of some inherent trace in humanity or worse yet, something cultural about developing countries, it's unsustainable because of an exploitative profit motive, of right. which we will hear more later. Yes. And say, just tossing out food instead of giving it to people. Yeah, weird how that happens, yeah, if huh? we just gave people food, the crazy- it's like fucking all these like potatoes and shit that people are just, you know, farmers are uh, plowing under. It's just like, what if the government, who makes all the money, and I mean this in the creates the sense. Mm -hmm. uh, money printer go burr. Some money, yes. uh, money yep. printer go burr, and then you bought a bunch of potatoes, and then you moved them to people who need potatoes. I yeah. have done it. I have solved all economics. <laughs> I will be expecting my noble in the mail. Uh, Sweden, you can reach out whenever. <laughs> uh, Swedes are all dead because they didn't socially distance for uh, coronavirus. Mm. It's unfortunate. Well, they're racist and gross, so I don't care. Norway wins again. S serves them <laughs> right for doing tepid social democracy. <laughs> yeah, oh yes, yeah. the Kingdom of Norway. Very relevant since, whatever, 1637. Mm. 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 Now, mm. there are some, mm. some questions about, you know, linking our food supply so closely to the petrochemical industry, right? Yeah. Which is, you know... Yeah. That, also also just question. doing, like... Doing big monoculture is the other one. Yeah. Uh, 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 like doing uh, like soil erosion. That's that's a big one. That's so good. Yeah. Soybeans. Yeah. Soybeans everywhere. Sometimes also corn. Yeah. So soybeans and oats are the future. Well, and and like uh, I, I want to put a vaporwave effect on this, but I'm too lazy. But like wind fertilized grains. Yes. Um. I personally, you know, uh, enjoy beans. They're good. Mm. Oh, he's yeah. very good. Yeah. Do, do, do some do some three sisters. You know that the technology is for for more sustainable farming it exists or is within reach. The problem once again is that profit motive being like it's way easier to just grow a whole field of alfalfa, a garbage vegetable no one uses for anything, and then all throw it immediately into the trash or plow it back in. Look, I will happily go vegetarian to you know help the planet. But you can take my eggs and my cheese from my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you anyway. want to something gross? Oh, please. Yeah, uh, I want you to think of cheese as just milk loaf. Fucking delicious. Wouldn't that be like delicious? Though would be yeah, just milk loaf. 
Moving on. Delicious. So I'm, I'm, look, no I'm looking. I'm looking at this. Been I'm sitting in a cave for five years. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at this and I see a couple of like what look like green lakes on this. Is that is that accurate? Are those? Um, is that just a satellite within, thing? within the site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there's it, one, like one um, here? on the bottom. Yeah, and um, then there's another one on the far side of the uh, like western road. I'd assume that's just some kind of retention pond to avoid like flooding or something like that. I don't think that's anything. okay. Oh yeah, I don't think pop. that's like full of horrific. Well, it's full of some amount of horrific chemicals, but like not hmm. not an exceptional amount, you know. Um, okay, sure. Yeah. So, but the point of this is because of the green revolution, the demand for pesticide in India was increasing, right? To the point hmm, where that big white hand of progress. Yes. Exactly. So to the point where they maybe they want to manufacture some pesticide in India as opposed to importing it all from the United States, right? Mm-hmm. So the Bhopal plant was originally designed to manufacture carbaryl, right? The pesticide we were talking about earlier, in small quantities, right? And this was supposed to be made from MIC that was manufactured off-site in the United States, imported to India, right? Unloaded from ships in Bombay, and then transported by truck from Bombay, with a police escort. Hmm. That was how dangerous uh, the uh, company thought this chemical was, right? Yeah. But right. since they were they were using it on site in truckload quantities, right? This was considered a light industry, so they got planning permission to build it in this pretty highly populated area, right? Hmm. Between like what three hospitals, uh, yeah. a sports stadium, uh, like a marketplace, yeah, and a school, yeah, lots of lots of houses. And I mean, yeah, obviously this is something we would never do in the West. Who would do that, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> different places have different safety standards, and that's okay. This is. I was astonished that this neighborhood just exists, like in the middle mm. of the oil refinery. This is Pashunk Avenue in South Philadelphia, right? And there's just like oil refinery all around, like these thirty row houses. It doesn't get much better um, outside the screen. It's just this is the most egregious one. Oh, sorry. Mm. I, I like the gasometer though. I hope they keep this when they tear down the rest of the refinery. Yeah. We'll uh, get... they te- they've been tearing down all of the like Victorian ones as they find them in the UK. Oh Sucks. my god. I know. Yeah, they're kind of cool, you know, that's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. And for, but anyway, uh, I saw a picture of some really cool, like, gothic one that was in South Philly a while back. Can you imagine a huh. gothic oh, gasometer? Yeah. <laughs> TFW, no goth gasometer. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So, um, in 1979, they started scaling up production at the plant, and they decided, we need to start manufacturing MIC on site, right? Because mm. it's inefficient to have to get the, like, truck convoy from Mumbai every week or whatever. Yeah, you have to get the safer truck full of phosgene gas. <laughs> <laughs> so, they were producing large quantities of this very dangerous chemical and storing it on site in the middle of a residential neighborhood, right? Now, mm. Union Carbide owned a similar plant in a town called Institute, West Virginia. Okay. That's where West Virginia State University is. 
Um, well, they just called it Institute. Yeah. yeah. Same as State College, Pennsylvania. You know, I'd love or, uh, to live in uni- Townsville. University, yeah. Mississippi. Mm. <laughs> Oxford, Mississippi. Well, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, and, yeah. Well, the CDP well, I mean, for the university mm. is just called University. Well, Gl- University of Glasgow is on University Avenue, so. Yeah. Also, it, it's called Institute West Virginia because it was named after an HBCU. West Virginia State is an HBCU, uh, which you can learn more about in our, our recently recorded bonus episode. Yeah. For, for only three hours of your time. Yeah. And five of your dollars. Give us all your fucking money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh I, I need it to buy, like, obscure Russian, uh, like, fucking, like, fire warden equipment and shit. I just, every month, I'm in, I, I'm in a competition with my own brain to see what the dumbest, weirdest shit I can make myself buy is. Look, Alice, oh, yeah. the, the first thing you should do is you need to buy a warehouse to store all the dumb shit you buy. That's true. Yeah, it that, it just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know why I bought all of this MIC. <laughs> I, oh God! All right. So, from from the beginning, right? This this plant had some problems, right? Oh boy! In some areas, it was over designed, especially in the newly built MIC plant, right? Well, redundancy is is safe. Is more safe. Is more good. Depends. Um, uh. As we'll get to. Um, another part, the one naphtha plant, and the part that was building the, sa- the creating the safe chemical, right? Mm. Uh, it couldn't get the purity up to the required quantities, so they had to like truck that in, right? Uh. It did not. It did not work. Um, mm. And then there were lots of problems with corrosion, right? Because they used instead of stainless steel. They used oh, no. carbon steel. Oh Jesus. no! Carbon steel oh. being just oh, no. regular steel. They right? used yeah. they they did the reverse of where you buy a katana off of AliExpress, and it's just a stainless steel thing that just like wobbles around. They did the reverse of that, and they used just regular steel. They're using yeah, exactly, because they're handling all of these incredibly corrosive chemicals. Uh huh. Right, and they're putting it through regular steel pipes, which are not even good for like water. <laughs> no, in a in a country that famously never gets either hot or wet or both. Yes, thank God, right? And they use carbon steel for a lot of the pipes, a lot of the valves, a lot of the other safety critical equipment. Right. Oh, good. So there's there's also a question here, which is like where where is where is Indian OSHA or the Indian Chemical Safety Board uh, during all of this? Uh, what wh- what is the power differential that allows this like uh, mostly American owned uh, sort of like kind of marketed even as a settler colonialist project thing to just like be like yeah we just build it out of this fuck no. you. Oh, you know, the Indian government's hoping to get the tax revenue from these um, big, mm. highly integrated, you know, giant American production plants, which are, you know, assisting in the Green Revolution, right? Sure. So Just in, to, to turn Bhopal into Detroit, a city which had no problems after that. I mean, <laughs> Detroit never had quite the industrial disaster that happened here, but yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
in the 1980s, after this MIC plant was put in, there was a lot of reduced demand from pesticide, right? Because hmm. I'm not exactly sure why. I think it may be because they killed too many bugs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like it, that, that was the part where they worked too good. We yeah, kind of did. We kind of got too good at pesticides, right? Um, like I, I think there were places where we almost eliminated malaria entirely, uh, and then uh, we we kind of decided that well, maybe this is bad because birds keep dropping out of the sky, foaming at the beak and stuff. Oh, is that bad? Yeah, I no. it, it, it upsets oh. people. I don't know why for some reason. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know, you don't want okay. birds with bird rabies just crashing into your window. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> And they peck at you, and then you gotta get a big dumb shot in your stomach to avoid dying. It's just uh, our friend Derek's suicidal cardinal, but on on mass scale. No, okay, moving on. I <laughs> now I want to hear that story. Oh yeah, we have a I have a friend, or Roz and I have a friend named Derek. Uh, he has a house in, uh, out near my parents, and for the last two three years, they've had this cardinal that just dive-bombs their kitchen window about every 30 seconds every day for the past two years. For about 8 to 10 hours a day, and they have tried everything. And just this one suit, he just always crashes into the window, and <laughs> I, I, I just don't know why. <laughs> but that on a, on a mass scale would be scary. About to about to violate the federal migratory birds act or whatever. What what, what archdiocese is he in charge of? Do you know? <laughs> Harrisburg, so he can go to hell probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you, you just you just took the best joke of this episode away from the line I've been saving up all week. <laughs> oh my god, it's gonna be another long episode. Uh huh. <laughs> Ruined our lives today. Anyway, so since they downscaled production of pesticides, right, they started laying off workers. They started using employees to cover jobs they weren't trained to do. Hmm. They started stockpiling dangerous chemicals on site, including MIC, right? And M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-C. <laughs> and every- God, it was stuck in my head. <laughs> oh, God. And everything in the plant, you know, was broken and leaking, and people just sort of accepted it and worked around it, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Just like sidestep the big pool of cyanide. Yeah. yeah don't don't step in really there. much. Excuse me, cyanate. <laughs> so on the site there were three big storage tanks for MIC, right? Each was sixty eight thousand liters. I don't know how <laughs> many gallons that is. It's a lot. All three of them were sited under underneath a big concrete pad, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Two were for storage. One was for storing bad product uh, in case, you know, the the MIC from the plant didn't meet spec. They could dump it in that one. It's 15,000 gallons each, by the way. Fuck! Uh, here's a picture of one of them. Um, this, is, this is tank 610, right? Mm -hmm. Um... This is actually the tank that caused the issue, right? Why, is, why, is, why is the tank that caused the issue just in somebody's yard? In a, a, what looks like a recent picture to me. Oh, well, we're, we're gonna learn about that. Um, I don't want to learn about that. I want to, like, feel good things in my life. 
Well, too bad. Alex, this podcast. You then. suggested <laughs> we should do this podcast. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> this is technically your idea. podcast. Yeah, that's fuck. That's literally true. Just because you do the showrunner stuff, it was actually my idea. <laughs> Please redirect all complaints to Alice out yeah, the time. That's right. <laughs> um, it's your fault we got cancelled by the also true. Raytheon <laughs> Furry Landlord Caucus. Yeah, the, the, and people are going to be so confused about why the news jingle was replaced with the Easter's Red. That's why, because fuck landlords. <laughs> so, alright, how is this supposed to work? Each of these three tanks was never to be filled more than 50% with MIC, right? The remainder of that was supposed to be nitrogen gas under pressure, right? Mm-hmm. So imagine this is a big keg of Guinness, right? Oh, does it have the little, like, uh, uh, plastic ball in there? Yeah, it's got the little, yeah, yeah, the, oh, I can't remember, the widget, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got, yeah. no, it, it, no, it's a keg. It doesn't have oh, the widget, yeah, it has true. an external yeah. supply okay. of nitrogen. Oh, I'm so, yeah, I'd love to have my, uh, you're thinking of a can of Guinness. Yes, my this is a keg. Nitro. Yes, my, you my get MIC on nitro. genuine draft <laughs> MIC. <laughs> so this was pressurized with nitrogen at two psi. Right, the nitrogen is going in, and that's forcing itself against the walls of the tank, as well as the nasty chemical. Right, and it's forcing it itself out. This has two reasons for it to do that, right? Number one is that if you wanted to get the chemical out, all you had to do was open a valve somewhere up here, and there'd be some kind of, like, a tube that went down there. It would force itself out because of the pressure of the nitrogen. Number two, if there was anything trying to leak its way in there, like, say, groundwater, it wouldn't be able to get in because of the pressure of the nitrogen. Because getting water in here is a very dangerous prospect. Because mm, it reacts yeah. vigorously with it. Yes. Yes, it would cause a bad reaction, which should not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in mm-hmm. addition, there were other safety protocols to make sure that if water got in there, it wouldn't be a big deal. One of which is that these tanks had to be refrigerated, right? To below mm-hmm. five degrees Celsius. That would mean if, if some water got in there, which, keep in mind from our previous episode, everything leaks. Yeah. Um, yes. But if some water got in there, the reaction would be slow enough, it wouldn't matter. Right? Because, you know, it's supposed to be below 5 degrees Celsius, ideally well below that. And then there was a third safety system, which was the relief valve vent header. The RVVH, right? Mm. So, should something happen where this tank went over pressure because of some reaction or something, the the MIC would be sent out of the tank automatically through a safety valve, which would blow at forty psi, and it would go into a chemical scrubber, which would cause chemical reactions which would reduce the potency of the MIC, and then it would... And I never got this quite straight. It wasn't clear from the research I did. It would either be vented directly to the atmosphere, or it would go through the flare stack. Um, so they just burn off the excess. Yeah, exactly. 
Vent atmosphere like you're driving a Subaru SDI. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I know you, Subi boys. But we know you want some bro-off valves. Buy a GTI, be an adult. Now, the folks who were at Union Carbide India Limited didn't want to have the tanks in the first place, right? Because storing this amount of dangerous chemical on site is dumb. You shouldn't do it. This yeah. is like plus but, they're the ones who have to actually see it. They have to like be aware that it's by people's houses and schools and shit. Yeah, but, and like one of the one of the number one things about handling dangerous chemicals is you want to handle the smallest amount of it possible, right? If you need to have it. Like ideally, you just don't have a huge tank of it. If you have an extremely dangerous chemical, you manufacture it as needed and try and react it. Uh, into the safe chemical as quickly as possible, right? And right. that is that is what, what they did in the Institute West Virginia plant, is they manufactured MIC as needed. They had a few small tanks full of it, and they they just introduced it into the production supply as needed. Right. So it's not just sitting there waiting for something terrible to happen. Yeah, the, yes. the one time where the like, just-in-time supply chain is actually preferable. Actually worked out. But yes. I thought the India plant followed all the safety regulations of the uh, Institute West Virginia plant. Oh, there's going to be a story about that later. <laughs> oh, good. In June of 1984, the refrigeration unit that refrigerated this tank and the other two tanks was shut down to save money on energy. One block pulled out of Jenga stack? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's not like anything was going to get in the tank. It was still pressurized, right? Right. Mm -hmm. They got some extra safety systems. It's fine. In October of 1984, tank 610 suffered some kind of leak, right? It couldn't hold pressure anymore, mm. which meant two things. Number one, it was no longer under pressure so that groundwater couldn't get in. Number two is they couldn't get the MIC that was sitting there in the tank out. Oh, because it's only meant to come out with the pressure from the nitrogen. The pressure, right? yeah, yeah. It's and like it won't uh, pressurize. having a big keg of unpressurized beer and you don't even have, like, the hand pump. Things are shit. They make the beer skunk their garbage. College sucks. <laughs> Listen to our bonus episode about how much college sucks. <laughs> yeah, in, in which, to record it, we were all wearing the Belushi Animal House college sweatshirt. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make that the picture, yeah. So, all right, so you have a dead keg of, instead of beer, highly dangerous chemicals, right? Um, so there were 42 tons of MIC inside this tank, right? Jesus. So since they needed at least one tank to store bad product, they decided to shut down the plant for maintenance. This included shutting down the flare stack and shutting down the chemical scrubber. Oh, of course. Oh no. So you've you've just now you have three safety systems, and you have systematically disabled each and every one of them in sequence. In in addition to a That's wide variety of other safety systems which were broken, which I didn't I didn't list here because I didn't have time to because there were so many of them. Um <laughs> So, they shut the plant down for maintenance, and then in November, keep in mind this thing broke in October, in November, 
They resumed production with only two of the MIC tanks in service, with this one still full of 42 tons of MIC, right? Of course. The flare stack was still down, and the scrubber was also still down. So there was an attempt to restore pressure to this tank on December 1st, and it failed, right? So, you know, some further maintenance was required to get it up and running again. Yeah, you, you send a guy down there with, like, a rag on a stick, and he just goes in there and he plugs the hole. Sure. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, it, every episode I invent a new kind of shit job. And, it, like, that's, that's the guy that has a union. It's like the International Brotherhood of, like, cyanate leak tank <laughs> pluggers. Every, every job at this site was a shit job by the time this mm. accident occurred. No um, one was yeah. having a nice time. All right, so is we should talk about these two safety systems, right, which worked in tandem, right? This is not the flare stack at the Bhopal plant. This is just a picture I found. Um, yeah. This is a diagram. So same, same technology. Same it's technology. A, it's, a big, it's a big fucking chimney that yeah. does the thing. Yeah, exactly. The gas goes up, and then at the top it catches fire, right? And that's good. That's the good thing to do. What? <laughs> Flare stacks are your friends. Um, yeah, it, it looks bad. Like it looks like all sinister and shit to just see just a giant fire. But like this is good. Most good. like people, like <laughs> anti-nuclear people, get afraid of cooling towers when those just like produce steam. Yes, I'd much rather have a nuclear power plant next to my house than any petrochemical plant, which actually is next to my house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, flare stacks are your friend. They turn dangerous organic chemicals into CO2 and water, right? And maybe a few other relatively harmless byproducts, right? Yeah, um, as, as in it's harmful in 40 years rather than you drop dead. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. Relatively harmless. Mm. Um, Th this man is your friend. He fights for freedom. Yes. They do, they, they do this using fire because fire makes a lot of dangerous organic chemicals much safer. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of chemicals, much better to have them catch fire than leak without catching fire. Just just stick oxygen to stuff, and yes. it, it's fine. It's fine, well, yes. it's, Yeah. Some flare stacks and some chemical plants are used only for emergencies. Others are used to flare off uh, byproducts you don't want, like especially in oil production platforms, they'll flare off methane because... What are they going to do with it? Yeah, a it's dangerous to it's dangerous to just you know release it as a gas. B it's actually a less potent greenhouse gas if you burn it, as opposed to just releasing it to the I atmosphere. Am, yeah, I, I keep I keep coming back to uh, shell refineries in Scotland where they have been flaring off ethane because the economics of liquid natural gas are now so just fucked. That's nuts. But like literally, it's just the you turn the big dial, and then what would be methane that goes into this uh, and gets burned off just is now ethane because you can't sell it. God, and oh yeah, you know the the most environmentally friendly thing to do, of course, is to keep the oil in the ground. Yep. But this yep. is the this is the second most environmentally friendly thing, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's just to, just to create a cool fire. So, MIC is a special case, right? If it's incompletely combusted, right, it can now, turn into hydrogen cyanide gas, 
Nope, 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 nope. That's why yeah, I'm yeah. afraid oh, of the no. root word cyan. Yes, and hydrogen cyanide gas we usually just call cyanide, which is not good to spew into the atmosphere, right? Oh, no? No, no, you shouldn't do that. Just yeah, don't, don't spew cyanide into the atmosphere. Yeah, so it's like don't spit, but on a much larger scale. Well, if only the Nazis had listened. So, mm. the MIC had to go through this thing called a scrubber, which is this diagram here, right? Goes in the bottom. <laughs> this vape. Yes. Yeah. And then there's a, an inlet here at the top, where they add a solution of caustic soda, right? Is this the good mm. kind of soda that I like, or is this the bad kind? This is... <laughs> I didn't put down the chemical formula, which was stupid. Could Alice consume this during Ramadan? What, can I consume caustic soda? I mean, I, uh, yeah. once? <laughs> there you go. Well, in case you want to mix it up with the Coke. I can hmm. catch a bullet in my teeth once. Because <laughs> the idea is that gas goes up through the doohickey, it Reacts with the caustic soda, it's turned into relatively harmless byproducts, it goes at the top, right? Mm -hmm. If for some reason there's too much, it goes out to the flare tower and we hope for the best. At least that's what I understood about what I read. I don't know if that's strictly accurate because I'm not a process safety guy, right? It, se it seems reasonable, like it seems like a decent amount of like harm reduction, right? Yeah, and the gas has to percolate through this whole bed of ceramic pebbles here to make sure it gets mm. in contact with the caustic soda. Caustic soda falls to the ground, right? And it goes to a, a drain, and um, I think it's recirculated maybe. I'm not sure if it's a catalyst or not. It's mm. you, just, you just have a tank full of, like, caustic <laughs> soda with a bunch of other shit bonded to it. It's fine. Yeah. But the, um, the... I was very unclear about precisely how this unit worked. What I do know is it's capable of neutralizing eight tons per hour of MIC, right? Now there's 42 mm -hmm. tons in the tank, keep that in mind. So this could do eight tons an hour safely. Now, due to the extended maintenance, this unit and the flare, uh, the flare stack were turned off. Oh, oh cool. Fuck. Great. So it, it, it just like, if something great. goes wrong, it just vents the atmosphere. Yes. Possibly going through some pebbles. Which don't, don't have anything on them, just like, just pebbles. Yeah, just, you hope the pebbles just, just slow them down long enough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Alright, so, again, you can see, you can see photocopied several times, you know this is official. <laughs> um, <laughs> as I mentioned before, we have the RVVH here, it's the Relief Valve Vent Hever, Header, excuse me, that's for emergencies. Been a long day of podcasting. You okay. have the process valve header, right? Which is for normal production related release of gases if you gotta vent off some excess gas, right? And then you have this important here. This is the jumper line. Mm, what's that? So at some point in May of 1984, the jumper line was installed to allow production to continue. Even when one of the lines, the PVH or the RVVH, was down for maintenance. Since everything in this plant was rusting to shit because it was made of carbon steel as opposed Wait, to no. stainless steel. So the, 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 this is just like a, a hose hookup from one thing to the other. 
It's probably another carbon steel hard line, but yes. <laughs> cool. The line was not supposed to be there. It was not in the Union Carbide manual, but, you know, it's a little bit cheaper than doing the real fix, right? Mm-hmm. So, at some point on December 3rd, supervisor on duty, who had only been there two weeks, has he been cycled out from another plant? This poor son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. He decided the tank problem might be that there was some blockage somewhere in the lines, right? Um, so, rather than a problem with the tank itself. So, he orders those lines to be cleaned out with high-pressure water. Which oh, a, no. a worker oh, goes Jesus. and does so at 8.30 p.m. Oh, right? You know what, though? This, this really does remind me of Chernobyl, in that, like, you can see- This has a long lead-up to it, in which yeah. you can see them pulling back everything that could have stopped it. And then it would have been something. If not for this, it would have been something else. And it just all comes snapping back into place. Yes. So, alright, they closed off the valves to the tank and to, you know, the other production MIC, right? Um, but they did not, as procedure demanded, install something called a slip valve cover, <laughs> right? To further isolate the tank. Um, a slip valve cover is, if you ever seen, you know how, like, pipes join together, and there's, like, mm -hmm. a whole bunch of, like, bolts around the connection? Yeah. So, this is just a metal disc that goes in there. You unscrew all the bolts after you've drained the pipe, you slip that disc in there, you close all the bolts again, right? Yeah. For redundancy. For redundancy. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's a very aggressive, like, you can see the integrity of the slip uh, cover, right, as opposed to the valve, which you can't really see what it looks like. You know, this is for redundancy as opposed to, yeah. you know... It's, it's like it, locking it, out a panel. Yeah, it's a failsafe. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also difficult well, to hope. install and uninstall, so, you know, no one's going to fuck with it unless they really have to, right? Which, corollary, nobody's going to install it if they don't have to. Yes. So, right. yeah, then the supervisor... Um, did not instruct them to do so, even though procedure demanded that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're shaking hands with danger. Shake hands with danger. Thank you. Down, 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 down. Right. Yeah, all these workers who were left on the job at this point because, you know, of the layoffs and the shuffling around, they're all improperly trained. You know, they've been shuffled around to 20 jobs at the plant. They're underpaid. And again, the supervisor failed to mention what the procedure actually was. Can't really blame mm -hmm. them. So, after the worker put water into the pipes, he noticed it was not coming out of the drain cocks, right? Uh, this is probably not a good sign. Not a good sign, yes. So, he stopped the water. He found that the, the, the filters between where he's putting the water in and where the water was supposed to come out they were full of rusty metal schmoo. <laughs> right? <laughs> not not skookum. No, no, it's full of schmoo. Like, if you ever, you ever taken a wire brush to a cast iron pan that was all rusty, put some water over it, that's what was in there. Right? Mm-hmm. So the supervisor... Yeah, schmoo. Yeah, schmoo. So yeah. the supervisor said, all right, clean the filters, turn the water back on, which he did. Right? 
And now the water was draining from three of the four drain cocks, right? Which is better than before, but there's yeah. still not the same amount of water going out of the pipes as there was going into the pipes. Not ideal. Not, Not ideal no. to be playing the Not like window, Windows 95 pipe screensaver <laughs> with incredibly dangerous Jeez, chemicals. This. Yes. This was around 9.30pm, right? It's on the second shift. No one knows exactly how the water made it into the MIC tank. There's a lot <sighs> of muddying of the waters after this, which we'll talk about later. Um, this is... Uh, we, I, I keep mentioning this, but this is my favorite part of any engineering disaster and how you know it's going to be really bad, is when you're like, well, we can't say exactly how this happened, but scientifically we can reconstruct, and you're just like, mm, no. A lot of people have hypothesized that from where they were cleaning out the lines, it made it through the jumper line and then into the tank, right? Mm -hmm. There were several closed valves between where the water was going in and the tank. But again, these are all carbon steel and had been used to transfer highly corrosive chemicals. So they weren't... So something just has... yeah. They could be, they could be closed-ish. <laughs> right. <laughs> so stuff begins to happen at this point, right? Oh, I hate when stuff begins to happen. Yes. Yeah. Now, this is from, again, the same book I mentioned before, the Bhopal Saga. There's several accounts of what happened. This is all put into one timeline. Some of the accounts are contradictory, um, so I tried to reconstruct this as best as I could. Um, around turn 30, 10.30, there was a shift change, right? Um, new operators logged the pressure in MIC tank 610, which is this guy, right? Uh, at 2 PSI, right? Um, and the worker who was cleaning the lines was told to keep the lines running, and the night shift would turn it off, right? Mm-hmm. Because they don't notice anything wrong at this point. Now, right. it's, it's blocked off by a bunch of closed valves, right? It's fine. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, exactly. Now, at 11 o'clock, some workers note the pressure of tank 610 as 10 PSI. Um, mm -hmm. Bullshit. Supposed to be running at like at two, right? Supposed to be well, it can't hold pressure. It shouldn't even be at two. Oh, it's <laughs> running at negative two. Uh, it should be zero. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's a um. Again, there's several conflicting reports at this point. Other worker, uh, other reports said it was two psi at this point, right? And some field operators reported that MIC was leaking near the shutdown scrubber, right? The scrubber we mentioned before, um, which again, stuff leaked constantly from this plant, so no one was too worried. Right. Mm -hmm. um, around 11.30 p.m., field operators noted more leaks from the MIC unit, right, which is upstream from the tank, uh, including, of course, dirty brown water full of schmoo. Because it's just taken all of those, all of the, like, schmoo off of the valves. Off of the valves, off of the pipes, so oh, on and so everything, forth. Everything, yeah. Mm -hmm. and again, these leaks were considered normal. No big deal. That's so fucking scary. Mm -hmm. So, at midnight, operators found leaks even higher up on the structure, right? On the supervisor on duty, 
recommended turning the water off, but we're going to leave it until after tea time. Yeah. Finally, oh, we found something that we can claim like a British legacy for, and it's <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it after after I've had a Kit Kat and like some <laughs> some breakfast tea. Mm-hmm. Great, yeah, thanks. I... <laughs> okay, so uh, it's uh, Justin here in post production. Uh, this this episode uh, went very long. It went three hours, in fact. Um, so what I've decided to do is split it up into two parts. This is the end of part one. Part two is going to be about the same length. It'll be out in, I think, a week, maybe two weeks. We might try and we might try and jam the Tacoma Narrows Bridge episode in there in between. I don't know yet. We'll figure that out. But anyway, th- this is the end of part one. Uh, see you all later in part two. All right, bye.